0: FYF, too official like a ref. They can't keep up with me. Watch out your step, 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 step. Then that boy got left. Come out of sneakers, go against me Oh, you tweak and see you reaching up, I have Sportsless, it's Lamont lesson, And we are back with on. another like podcast brown, episode This don't is don't episode three of this very young oh, podcast man, Your daily I'm commute gone, show Here with on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, podcasts Samsung Wherever you have found this. This is your daily commute show And if you're new and you're just tuning in we want you guys to really understand what this podcast is here to do is to bring you sports takes on sports topics from a very unique and unbiased perspective, which is rare to find. With the media that we have today, we've called out ESPN for their inability to call things straight down the line. We've called out Fox Sports for the same types of behavior. In some cases, we even have to call out ourselves. Falling into those same Actions and trains of thought Either way man We appreciate you guys Joining the podcast today Again this is your Daily commute show We want you to really Be able to enjoy That 20 to 25 minutes Of commute time Whether you're driving To work, from work Whether you're on break Whether you're just at home Kind of vibing out We want to be able To give you guys Something to listen to That helps you sit down relax and, and and really internalize the free time the little free time that many of us get throughout the day with a great sports take all right on today's show all right? in the last couple of shows we've gotten a, a lot of good feedback all right and we're going to touch on wide-ranging topics right the initial show nba playoffs the last show episode two major league baseball but today's show we have to get back on the NBA. And this is something that I've been thinking about over the past year. We've talked about it on our YouTube podcast. And by the way, you guys, make sure you follow us on YouTube. FYF Sports Debate podcast where you can actually join our live panels and have these discussions live whenever we go live. Hit that notification bell over on YouTube so you can tune into our shows there. But we've discussed this particular topic of the NBA. Has the era of NBA super teams ended? Right over the past 15 years or so, the makeup of the NBA landscape has drastically shifted from one, I would say, of like relative parity to one dominated by just a few super teams. Such super teams feature multiple stars that are typically a shoe in. To at least make the NBA Finals, if not win at all, right? Today's NBA is no different as teams like obviously the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets to start the season where odds on favorites to meet in the NBA Finals can reasonably be considered rough equivalents of super teams that previously dominated the league, right? And so today we're going to kind of dive into just not just the origins of the modern NBA super team. Right. But we're going to talk about the consequences of what these super teams have had on organizations and how opposing NBA teams that haven't had the luxury of having these super teams, how they now have found the key to success to combat super teams. And I think this is something that a lot of people are not talking about. And this is something that I kind of noticed. I want to say I have to actually started to notice this last year when I saw how the Brooklyn Nets fell apart last year. Not necessarily anything internal or team. It was really due to injury. We also saw the Lakers fall apart over the last two years due to injury, even though they've had super teams. And then the most successful super team of late was the Golden State Warriors, which they had a great run with KD. But ultimately, they met their own demise um, because of injuries as well. And so what I've started to see was that when you look at teams like the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, the Bucks or the Raptors. I mean, if you go to the Western Conference, you can look at the Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, even the Utah Jazz, maybe the Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the New Orleans Pelicans. These are all teams that I think have somewhat tapped into the source code on how to beat these NBA super teams. So when we look at, like, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that's really been built organizationally through the draft Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Ja Morant, you know, a lot of the things that they've done to bolster and get that team to where it is today. Remember, they ended the regular season with a 56 and 26 record with all internalized, organizationally built talent through the draft, through a few minor trades, but mostly through the draft and making good moves as far as bringing in youth, length and size, a lot of depth, a lot of skill at all positions. And we find that that Grizzly team, given a lot of these super teams fits the lakers couldn't figure it out the warriors i mean even though the warriors i don't really put them in that class of super teams this year the warriors were struggling with them and this team this team with this link with this size with 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 uh less of a focus on bringing in superstar talent more of a focus on bringing in youth length and skill and we find that These super teams are struggling with teams built like that. If we look to the Phoenix Suns, a team with Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. right, A lot of talent, even Devin Booker, a lot of organizationally built talent through the draft. Yes, they went through a lot of years of struggle. One free agent signing and bringing in Chris Paul. And now they've been at the top of the league for the last two years. Even when you look to the Warriors, after their super team failed... After the Warriors super team failed, when KD went down with that injury, Klay Thompson went down with that injury. The Warriors had to take a couple of years to reanalyze and revamp through the draft. And what did they do with those draft assets? They didn't just trade them. They didn't trade them off going to chase other superstar players, something that they easily could have done. There were so many rumors out there about their picks getting traded to bring in, you know, another superstar. And I think they sat back and said, hold on. Does that philosophy still win championships? Stacking your team with three superstars, bringing in veteran minimum guys to complete your bench. Does that still work? And so we saw the Warriors are many people questioning. Why are they holding on to these picks? They draft Kaminga, James Wiseman, Moody, Jordan Poole. They got all this youth over there. When is it going to turned back into the great Golden State Warriors of old and it only took a year and a half for us to see all of this come to fruition with the Golden State Warriors now Jordan Poole keeping him looks like a goat move everybody was clamoring for the trade of Jonathan Kaminga but now he's giving the Warriors a new level of depth that I don't think many teams can compete with in this NBA playoff Even if we go to the Minnesota Timberwolves, well, with Vanderbilt coming off the bench, got Malik Beasley, still got Anthony Edwards. I love D'Angelo Russell with that team. You still got Carl Anthony Towns, all young players, size, length, and even when you look on that bench, a lot of guys, a lot of names that aren't just common household names. But the one thing that they have in common is that they're young, they're spry, they're active, they're all willing to defend. Highly energetic And they're giving teams problems We saw this throughout the regular season When we look to the Pelicans A lot of young players over there A lot of young talent That I like Brandon Ingram To start with Surrounded by all the young talent that they drafted They make one One trade Where I felt like they really, really finessed the Portland Trailblazers. They did not have to sacrifice much to bring in the all-star player and CJ McCollum. And now that's completely reshaped and revamped the culture over in New Orleans. And now they're sitting tied one-and-one with the Phoenix Suns. Going back home where they can actually take a 2-1 lead. The era of the super team is over. Now when we look to the teams in this NBA, today's NBA that we can still consider built on that age-old super team formula. We can look to the Brooklyn Nets. Right? They had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving to start the season. Top heavy. I thought they f- really filled out that team fairly well with the resources that they had available, much better than Some of the other teams that are struggling to fill out their rosters. But now when these teams are built around three players, your your survival is solely and independently relied upon on those three guys. So when the issues with Kyrie Irving sitting out due to the pandemic started to come about, that's a major portion of what you've committed to. With regards to winning and losing games Kyrie Irving chooses to sit to start the season James Harden right another third of your core integral piece to actually win a chip he comes in the camp out of shape the only one that came ready to play was Kevin Durant and he's coming off of a major injury then they're hoping that guys like Lamarcus Aldridge Paul Millsap Blake Griffin They were they were hoping that these guys could have some type of second coming or reemergence in their career, at least for a season, if not for half a season, something, some semblance of life. Because the Nets couldn't touch any mid tier level guys in free agency. They just didn't have the money to bring in, let's say, a guy like Alonzo Ball. They didn't have they didn't have the money to go after those mid tier guys. So now they have to complete their roster with borderline, you know, fringe veterans who are well past their prime. And honestly, there's a humongous question mark on what they can give. And these guys mostly were offensive stars. A lot of these players weren't looked at as defensive stoppers. And now you're asking these guys to all of a sudden at their end of the career be defensive guys and sacrifice what made them great, which was scoring. And as we see now in this playoffs, Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin really aren't playing any minutes at all for the Nets. You know, as they're now relying on a Nicholas Claxton in the paint. And we see it's absolutely not working as the Boston Celtics have now taken the 2 0 lead. A Boston Celtic team that has developed everything, almost everything that they have through the draft. The drafting of Peyton Pritchard seems like a goat god move. Everybody was calling, even myself was calling for them to trade Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I never thought the pairing would work. They held strong and did not trade their young players. They continuously brought in guys like Grant Williams, who I always loved. I loved him out of Tennessee. But they brought in hardworking, lengthy guys. And then Robert Williams, the emergence of him, a guy that they easily could have traded to go chase another superstar piece. Similar to what they had in Kyrie Irving and that organization said, nope, we're going to hold the fort. We're going to work with what we got. We're going to build with the young talent that we have. And we're going to attack these super teams with our youth, our length, our size and our depth, along with the star power that we have at the top of the roster. We don't need a team loaded with superstars. We just need some all stars and a cast of guys that are willing to come out and play. And even with Robert Williams, for me, that was the defensive player of the year. Even with Robert Williams out due to the meniscus tear, they're up 2-0 on the Brooklyn Nets who are scrambling for more answers than anything. I went into that series saying that they had no answers or anybody to guard Al Horford. And Nicholas Claxon, again, one of those just kind of oddball guys on that roster who's just there to kind of complete and fill out the roster. He's not a long-term piece never really has played any significant playoff basketball, now has to try to figure out how do I stop Al Horford, a vet in this league who understands the game and who had a ton of playoff experience. And we watched him grab, what, close to 20 rebounds against that next Nets team in game two, along with 20 points. When we look at the Lakers and the, and the travesty that happened over in L.A., that that, that is, you know... One of the biggest collapses of a super team that I've ever seen in my entire lifetime. I don't think we'll ever see a bigger collapse. Some of it due in part was self-inflicted due to selfishness from the organization and from players like LeBron James. And I'm a big fan of LeBron James. I just like to call it down the line. Russell Westbrook, again, another degree of selfishness on his part when he joins this super team. He should have came in with the understanding of my game is going to need to change drastically for me to fit in and have an impactful role on this roster. But he came in thinking he could be the same old Russell Westbrook that he was when he played with that Washington Wizard team. Yes, he did galvanize that group, get them to the playoffs miraculously. I don't know how he did that, but this Laker team didn't need that type of Russell Westbrook. And he struggled all year to find a role that he could consistently play, which also allowed for him to have a high impact on the team's ability to win games. He never was able to figure that out. Frank Vogel and the organization were never able to figure that out. And so while teams like the Lakers and the Nets, you can even throw the Clippers in there loaded with these superstars at the top of their roster are literally struggling to struggling to figure out how do we replace some of these superstars that are not here due to injury not mentally here because they're disgruntled so many things all of these super super, super teams spent most of the season trying to figure out, how do we make it work? Because things just weren't going perfectly. They didn't have the numbers or the bodies to win games consistently. These superstar players are putting more and more mileage on their on their legs. So we're seeing more and more injuries. AD couldn't stay healthy. LeBron couldn't stay healthy. Kawhi Leonard never suited up to play a game. Paul George injured. KD injured for a little bit. Kyrie out due to the pandemic and not getting the shot. James Harden out of shape, then gets traded for another superstar in Ben Simmons, who still hasn't played a game due to a back injury. We look at the Sixers. We saw their struggles even when they got James Harden, those two superstars. But luckily, they still had enough draft assets on that team in depth to make themselves at least look like they can win a chip. And then while we are sitting here creating all this fuss about these supers teams, while we are so focused on the Lakers all year, so focused on the Nets all year. Quietly in the shadows, teams like the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, Timberwolves, the Pelicans. I mean, you can even say the Chicago Bulls to a certain degree with injuries. Celtics, Heat, Bucks and Raptors, all are just quietly sneaking their way to the top of all these NBA standings. Heat finishing the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat finishing the Eastern Conference. A top with a 53-29 record. Boston Celtics finish in the Eastern Conference number two with a 51-31 and 31 record. Where, where are the superstars between uh, just between the two top teams in the East? Where are the superstars? Zero superstars. Now, when we go to the, the third team in the East, obviously we have the Bucks there. And I love how they've beautifully um, created, constructed this roster. And again, you're talking about another team where they have not fallen into. The super team trap They haven't They haven't mortgaged Their future Draft picks Or young assets Just to bring in Another superstar To put alongside Giannis They've been thinking More long term And now it's paying dividends We look at the Toronto Raptors You're talking about a, a, a team No superstars Zero But they have a lot of youth A lot of draft assets A lot of length A lot of size A team that I believe Wouldn't even make the playoffs Ended the regular season as the five seed above the Chicago Bulls as soon as they figured it out. Even with injuries this year, they had enough death to overcome the Scotty Barnes injuries. Even Evelyn, Evan Mobley went down. Kevin Love was out for a little bit. When you start talking about the Cavs, another team that definitely surprised me. Like these teams that are not built like super teams can sustain injury. If you look at the Miami Heat, they dealt with injury, they dealt with pandemic concerns. They sustained it. As opposed to the Nets, without Kyrie, when KD goes out for some time, they almost fall completely out of the playoffs. They can't compete at all. We saw the Lakers inability to just compete when AD and LeBron went down. They have absolutely nothing that completes their roster that in the event that injuries happen, how can you sustain? And I think that's what the NBA is all about. Injuries can and will happen. But how can you sustain? When we look at the Cleveland Cavaliers this year, which they did end up ultimately dropping to the nine seed. But it's, I would still call this a very successful year for franchises trying to rise out of the depths of the Eastern Conference. 44-38 and 38 as a nine seed. But they showed a lot of promise they showed that they could be they could sustain greatness um even amidst injury injuries and i love what they're doing with jb bickerstaff over there so many teams so many teams i think have started to find the key in the source code to overcome super teams as we know them i mean super teams to me are great super teams are great because again it. It, make, it brings the best out of everyone else. I don't think we see the best out of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown if they're not facing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the first round. I think when you see that type of greatness, you increase your level of play to a certain degree, and now we're really, truly starting to see what these guys are made of. So it does make and elevate other people's play. But on the flip side of that, what it does is it puts the NBA in a really, really tumultuous situation because... Now the Lakers who have a super team missed the playoffs completely. That's three superstars not playing playoff basketball. Including LeBron James, the biggest superstar of them all. No Anthony Davis. No Russell Westbrook. We almost we almost could have said no Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving or Ben Simmons because the Nets barely scraped their way in to the playoffs and they very well could have missed it due to the playing games. We've watched the Nuggets, even with injury. Injuries to Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, two of their star players. They're still able to sustain some type of greatness. They ended the regular season at 48-34. A very respectable record. While Jokic was out there just kind of plowing away by itself, but the Denver Nuggets have done a great job of what? Making right moves, bringing in the right young players. Like a Aaron Gordon, like Morris. Like Campazo, again, quiet signings, but they're bringing in youth. They're bringing in size, speed at an affordable price, and they're not seeking the superstar names to just throw alongside of Jokic and hope that those two can go out and win a chip. But I believe that, you know, a lot of these things are indicators that teams are no longer going to seek the creation of super teams. The creating of super teams has been doing more of a disservice to these franchises than anything. It's been doing a huge disservice, I believe, for NBA fans. We know that super teams it creates higher TV ratings, greater ticket sales, and and other augmented sources of revenue for the NBA. But in the end, the following question remains: Is the NBA a healthy league? When it makes the most money or is it at its peak when it is the most competitive? The super team era in the NBA currently finds itself at odds. This is what I believe. Again, this is your daily commute show FYF sports debate podcast. Just kind of leaving you guys with something to think about. And I want you guys to come join us on YouTube. Come join us in the live panels. And I want you guys to chime in and give us your thoughts on, is the era of NBA super teams over? Or is it still here to say, do you still believe teams can create these super teams and win chips? You guys know our answer here at FYF Sports, I believe it's over. I do not believe we will see another super team, at least the ideal of what a super team is, as created in 2010. With three superstars I don't think I don't believe We'll see that type of team win An NBA final I could be wrong And I'm wrong all the time You guys Let me know what you think About this particular topic I Cannot wait till When we start doing These live panels On these shows And we have our actual live shows That is going to be awesome So I cannot wait To start hearing from you guys But if you don't want to wait Until we start doing that On this podcast Make sure you Follow us on YouTube Where we actually have Our live panels Live chats live shows. You can actually join the panel and give us your thoughts on these particular topics with also a host of other podcast videos on a large number of other topics as well. So again, I appreciate you guys listening to your daily commute show. Hopefully, we were able to help you get through what? Your break, your commute to work, right? Maybe that 30 minutes of just free time that you have at home before the kids come home from school. Whatever it is, man, I hope we were able to kind of help you fill that void with a little peacefulness and something to jog your mind give you something to think about in this sports realm it's FYF sports man it's been another great podcast episode we will be back with episode four very soon but until then it's FYF sports Head to head, you can't compete with me It's no debate, you too fake And it's too real with me What's the topic? I'll block it I keep that shield with me Ammo loaded, I'm cocking I got that steel with me What you talking is nonsense Blow off your conscience I'm a living sickness, Magic Johnson By that action, no Bronson I'm a King LeBron